Welcome back to another episode covering On Reading Well. We are talking about the last theological virtue from uh, this book, and that is the virtue of love. And the book chosen to draw this theological virtue of love is from the novel titled The Death of Ivan Illich, or Illich, I'm not sure how to pronounce that last name, by Leo Tolstoy. And so the story is about uh, a man who, uh, who does not love well, um, who does not love people well, and he intends actually to love things aesthetically. Uh, so he loves things, he loves material things, he loves things that make him look superior, that make him look elegant, he loves things that make him just look nice. Um, even his marriage, he did not necessarily do it out of love, but he did it because he thought it would just be good for him. It would be, um, it would make him look better, uh, to others. Um, and so, but, uh, 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 the, uh, but the, uh, but this man, what's his name? Uh, but Ivan. He, uh, one day he is putting up some long curtains, again, because he cares uh, so much about how things look and how his home looks. He puts up some curtains and ends up slipping and falling and ends up uh, just having just this terrible accident that eventually, uh, eventually kills him over time. And, and then through these last moments of his life, we see uh, the fruits of his... I don't know, of his unlove, of his lack of love towards others, so that even his own family doesn't really care. Um, people are looking forward to his death, uh, some because uh, they think that it will open up a position for them to advance in uh, since uh, if, if Ivan is gone. So nobody really cares uh, about him because he, he begins to realize that um, and that agony is much more painful than the physical agony that he's enduring because of his accident and his, his, uh, his increasing illness due to his accident. And so there's, author talks about two different kinds uh, of love. Uh, one is a, a, a is, uh, called a cupidity. Uh, so kind of like a cupid, we think like the nice uh, cute cupids we think about in Valentine's Day. So that kind of uh, love is is not oriented towards God, doesn't move toward God, uh, but instead moves us away from God. Uh, but the kind of virtue, the kind of love that is virtuous uh, is, is, is agape, is self-sacrificial love. And this is the, and this is the, the limitations of human language, thanks to the people whoever didn't come up with more words to describe love because we have one word to describe different kinds of love. Uh, we, we, we say, uh, I, I love my wife. And at the same time, I can say, I love ice cream. I can, uh, I love my dog and I love my children. Um, and depending on the context, we can figure out, you know, what kind of love or the degree to which we love something. Uh, but we only have one word while other languages have more than one word, uh, for love. So, I don't know how we end up with just one word for love. Um, but anyways, uh, so true love 
the theological virtue of love is oriented towards God. It moves us uh, toward God. And God is the one who shows us uh, what love actually is, right? We see this namely in Jesus Christ and dying on the cross for our sins. And so, um, and human beings, right, we are created for love, right? And Ivan, Ivan did not have any friendships that was not surrounded by love. Uh, he, he repelled uh, people. Um, and that kind of life, nobody wants to live, right? And we were not meant, we were not created to live that kind of life. Whether you are a Christian or not, you cannot live a life without love. Um, to live a life without any kind of love is a, is a miserable life. Um, I've never been there, so I can't speak from experience, but I would imagine that it, it must be a miserable life to live a, a life without any kind of love, except for love for yourself. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, even love for yourself, right? It can be a miserable life. Um, but so, and in the book, the only one who shows him any kind of compassion or love is his servant um, who tends to him, cares for his wounds. And he and he's amazed by this. He's struck by this. Um, uh, but this is uh, a this servant. This man is one who who loves well. Uh, he does. And the thing about love is that love is grounded in reality. It has to be it has to be connected to truth. Um, and this is what most, and this is what all the people in Ivan's life do not, uh, do not accept, uh, the reality of his impending death. They think that, oh, he's going to be fine. Oh, he'll be fine. Oh man, he's still going to be living with us. Uh, this is whatever. Uh, but the servant is the only one who, who accepts the reality that no, Ivan is going to die any moment now. Um, so, and so truth has to be grounded in reality because when it's not, so listen to what uh, uh, these words from uh, Flannery O'Connor. She made this startling claim. She said that in the absence of faith, we govern by tenderness. When tenderness is detached from the source of tenderness, its logical outcome is terror. Such tenderness, O'Connor says, leads to the gas chamber. So think of, uh, think of, uh, I guess, faith, in that context, almost synonymous with truth. Um, this is the reason why Hitler was able to kill so many Jews, because I think he did it out of love. When you divorce love from truth, then anything that you can you can you can be persuaded that anything can be love, even the taking of another person's life. If it's divorced from truth, you might think it'd be an act of love. Um, so truth has to be ground, or love has to be grounded in reality. Truth or love has to accept what reality is and continue to love uh, no matter how, how dire or how painful reality is. And something we have to understand about love is the difference between empathy and compassion. Uh, compassion literally means to suffer with someone. And empathy, empathy sounds... The same, sometimes we might use it synonymously, but empathy and compassion are two different things. I would uh, highly encourage you to, if you have Amazon Prime, you might even see it on YouTube, uh, look up Man Rampant, Man Rampant. Um, it's a video series by Douglas Wilson. The verse video is one that you must watch. It's called The Sin of Empathy. So this is the problem that we have today, and that is that uh, we want to be, most people want to be empathetic 
uh, and empathy, it's just trying to imagine yourself being in that person's shoes, even if that person is suffering. But empathy doesn't do anything to help the person who is suffering. The way that the 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 um, the person describes it in this uh, video conversation with Douglas Wilson is that empathy is seeing somebody in quicksand and jumping in quicksand with them and suffering with them. That's not helpful. <laughs> That's not helpful at all. Um, but compassion, on the other hand, is to step into the quicksand, reach out your hand while also holding on to something else to be able to pull the, some, that person out of the quicksand. That's what we're called to do. That's, that's compassion. That's loving. Uh, it is not loving to be empathetic towards another person. It's helpful. But at the end of the day, if we really want to be, if we want to really love another person, then we also have to be able to, we also have to be willing to get them out of the quicksand and not just jump in with them and suffer with them and both of us drown at the same time. That doesn't make any sense. Um, and the other thing about, and, and so the other thing about love, and this is uh, um, something else uh, that I'm just, I'm really bothered by. Um, and thinking about the different words of love. Um, and the Greek has the word for love called phileo, which is more of a friendship, camaraderie kind of love. And nowadays, and this is, Maybe not so much for, if you're like 50 and up, maybe this is not so much your case, but I would say for like 30-year-olds and under, um, even I think uh, actually 40-year-olds and under, definitely people my age and under, um, have a hard time with love and a friendship in a phileo kind of sense. Because in Western culture, it is difficult to think about love without thinking about lust. It is difficult to think about love apart uh, without thinking about sexual intimacy um, or some kind of sexual desire, um, you know. And because of that, um, because of that, we won't. Uh, uh, Christian men uh, will will not uh, will not um, say, uh, and the other the other side as well won't get uh, so. Two Christians of the opposite sex will, um, I guess, hang out alone together, um, and uh, I, I, that is like not alone in a house, but like go out, uh, do some grocery shopping, or run errands together. I think alone in that sense, um, we are afraid of having a, a companion, of having a fr- or striking up a friendship with somebody of the opposite sex, uh, of the opposite sex. Sorry, uh, because of because of love, because of this twisted kind of way. Um, and, uh, and, and why, quite frankly, for me, I mean, I don't think it's wrong to have, uh, as a man, I don't think it's wrong to have female friends. I don't think it's wrong for, for females to have male friends. Of course, there needs to be boundaries in those relationships. Of course, absolutely. Um, but it is not bad, it is not wrong to say to a female friend, I love you in a phileo kind of way. And for that person to say, I love you back in a phileo kind of way. And it's even the same for male to male friendships as well in Christian circles, right? Because again, we can't, it's hard to think about loving another man without thinking about lust or things of that nature, right? And so, um, and so, so let me just say for my my male brothers and sisters, uh, my male brothers uh, who are listening to this, I phileo you. 
I love you. For my uh, female, uh, for my sisters in Christ who are listening to this, I phileo you. And I mean that in, I mean that in a friendship way. I mean that in the most innocent, innocent, innocent way. Um, when I was younger, when I was in my early 20s, uh, late teenage years, I mean, I would drive, uh, not all the time, but I would, I would be comfortable with driving with another girl in the car, right? And, and it wasn't all the time. I mean, I, I wasn't a ladies' man. <laughs> um, but but, but these, were, these were friends that I actually known for a long time. I grew up with them. I never thought of them in, so, in, in some kind of erotic way. I thought of them as like my sisters in Christ. I thought of them as my dear friends. And I still have relationships with these friends. I don't keep in touch with them. We're not in touch as we, as we were once before because we're not living in close proximity to each other. We're not doing life together like we did before. Um, but I still love them tremendously. Um, because they are my friends, because they are my sisters in Christ, because we have these shared experiences in the past, and I was comfortable being uh, driving around, uh, running errands, and doing things like that, and engaging conversations, and going out to coffee, and having conversations with them, because we knew, because there was nothing erotic about it, um, and and I think it's a tragedy that we that we avoid relationships like that uh, today as Christians, um, even amongst even amongst same uh, same sex uh, even amongst uh, same sex relationships as well, male to male or female to male, um, you know why can't we have uh, why can't we have good uh, why can't men have good uh, best male friends? Right. And why can't uh, why can't Christian men have good female relationships without them without ever thinking about it in an erotic kind of sense? Right. Um, so I think that's a tragedy um, in the Christian life. And I think that's tragedy just in, in the world in general um, that we can't have that kind of love. Um, so anyways, I, I, I've gone too far. I, I've gone too long uh, in this. But um I'm just, I don't know. I'm amped up. I really am. <laughs> um, anyways, hope this one enjoyable. Hopefully, it's been thought provoking, um, and hopefully, it'll get you to read the book. You don't even have to read the whole book. Just pick up a few chapters. Hey, I was a little more about this particular virtue, or this virtue, or that virtue. You know, um, it's not necessarily a book that you have to read um, uh, chronologically. Uh, so, anyways, hope this has been helpful, and catch you next time.